This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Holly, did you did you know that Alabama has its own official there's an official lumber of Alabama football? Wait, like okay, is this a something that they've always had or was this in reaction to Yellowwood? I so I don't know the history of it. I heard it on the broadcast. I assume it was in reaction to Yellowwood. Mm-hmm. And the commercial for it is very funny because they keep talking about what it takes to make quote championship lumber. Oh Jesus. And I'm like you guys picked one of the only sports where there's no wood. Like if if you if you sponsor basketball, the court is wood. If you sponsor baseball, the bat is wood. Mm-hmm. No fucking wooden foot. What championship lumber are you fucking talking about? Toe meets arsenic. Gary Patter Gary Patterson's leg. Gary ba- the bar- the barrel that Gary Patterson wears to take an outdoor shower. Yes. Yep. And to go over the falls in Niagara. Yes. With his big scrubber. You know he's not the coach of TCU, though. But it doesn't matter, because they won't. I know. Don't tell him that he doesn't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> if they're not SEC, local honk, Spencer Hall Spencer Hall. Hey, speaking of, uh, speaking of our respective affiliations, we had a couple people suggest today that the uh, full cast streak it has been broken by Ryan attending Auburn LSU. That's wrong for a couple reasons. Okay. Um, first of all, fuck you. Uh, second of all, good start. Second of all, this we we attend we attend individual games as individual citizens. Yes, that is correct. Uh, but third of all, Ryan was in the LSU section in an correct. LSU shirt. Correct. So fuck I, y'all again. Yes, I went to an LSU tailgate. I hung out with mostly LSU people and was in the LSU section. And yeah, LSU, LSU didn't just win. LSU came back from 17-0 and won. So fuck off. Forecast After Dark for Men. Welcome to the Forecast <laughs> After Dark. Lotion! Hello, Clarice. Um, Ryan, oh, I was. Oh, God! Oh, God! <laughs> no! No! That's the sound of, the sound of Brian Hudson sucking. Sucking money oh, no! out of the Auburn corpus. Just go ahead and say teat. Go ahead. Go the ahead. Auburn. <laughs> Auburn We're already teat. puking. Go ahead and say teat. <laughs> oh. He might already. He might already be gone. Yeah, but go but... suck some more out of the money cow. It's fine. It's Auburn. That's what Jim- it's for. Jimbo Fisher with two money cows just sitting there like <laughs> siphoning. He's like, I used to just do this with gas. Now I do it with money. Yeah, he's really gonna think this is funny when he finds out that each cow is actually two Saudi assassins wearing 
uh, wearing an elaborate two-person vaudeville-style cow costume. They wanted me to meet. They wanted me to meet them at the embassy, and I said, "No, buddy, I didn't fall off the turnip truck yesterday." Old Jimbo knows those tricks. So you were Spencer. You were asking me about my experience in Auburn, Alabama, as an LSU fan for a day. Um, first LSU of all, fan for a day sounds amazing. So I went to our online buddy Zach's tailgate, the and the Valley Shook tailgate uh, at Z R A U on Twitter. Wonderful time. Had lots of drink, had some really good food. I think this is, yes, I'm. I, he said this. This is the first time Zach has done this tailgate. He usually does it in Baton Rouge. He, like, brought giant pots to make um, etouffee and uh, jambalaya on the road. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was Ooh. fucking great. It was very good. Got a road um, cauldron. And, and met some, like... Longtime internet denizens, met podcast, had a great time. Was sitting way up in the nosebleeds. I think I unintentionally went like semi viral because I tweeted a picture of uh, a dude sitting like four rows in front of us wearing an Aaron Judge jersey to the point where. Oh no. About a half hour later, his dude, like the dude he was sitting with, turned and looked at me. He was like, Did you tweet this? And I was like, Yeah, I did. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I blew up your spot. <laughs> It's good though because I don't know if you know this, Ryan. Yeah. But Aaron Judge has hit 61 home runs. Is that he is good? Close to, he is close to breaking the American League record if he hits 62. Let's see how he does. So wait, this is also the second time that this has happened because when we went to the UConn Vandy game last year, I was wearing my Stephen Godfrey hates my team shirt, mm-hmm. and as I was walking up the stairs, that dude grabbed me by the arm and leaned in and was like. Fuck Stephen Godfrey. Yeah, and then which, just went back to watching the game, and we tweeted about that, and then he came up to him. Yeah, yeah. I like. I do feel kind of bad. I don't think you could see this this young man's face. What? Yeah. But on the other hand, you did wear like an Aaron Judge Yankees jersey to a football game. To like, an you LSU were, game, you don't have a reasonable expectation of privacy. You were looking for for some level of attention, unlike. The person who wore the Notre Dame jersey I saw. That person was was looking for a different sort of attention, and I refuse to acknowledge that, other than just saying that they were. But as I was telling Spencer before you hopped on, Holly, have you ever hung out with a couple that is so, like, they're not actively fighting, but you're like, oh, so clearly you two are done with each other, and you just haven't figured out, like, who's going to dump who? Oh, yeah. That's oh, yeah. Auburn fans and Brian Harson at this point. Ooh. Like, like it's not it's not even sad. You're no. just like, oh yeah, that's well, no, it's the sugar. Yes, honey. it's more you you are you are debating like, well, how what what do I want to fight for the toaster? Or do I just want to get the fuck out of this relate? Like, that's the level that this is at this point. Because leaving this game, which Auburn jumped out to a 17-0 lead and then didn't score the rest of the night, including at one point, I think what ended up being basically the game ceiling interception they had thrown by a wide receiver who's an LSU transfer who uh, left LSU because he said he was the best, the most talented person in the position group, but didn't want to be there anymore. But there was, I expected like a lot more anguish and it just like the vibe was mostly just like, well, that's, you know, whatever. Yep. Just like, as long as this gets us closer to the end, 
As long as this gets us closer to the end of this relationship that neither one of us wants to be in, that's fine. Hey, and at least y'all aren't going to the same heaven. <laughs> this should be a cup of comfort to many Auburn fans. I, I wanted to share my favorite stat from the end of this game, which mm-hmm. is that uh, Auburn, famously a team that cannot pass with Robbie Ashford at quarterback, right. they threw for 337 yards. And they lost. Yes. And LSU, on the other hand, threw for under 20 yards in the second half and had just 85 on the night, including a vintage Jaden Daniels performance of 8 for 20 with yeah. no TDs and no interceptions. And they won. Correct. They um, won. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to find it here. So somebody sent me the uh, – these are the sec- – here it is. This is from Nathan King, the Auburn beat writer at 247 Sports, so I want to credit this appropriately. These are Auburn's last eight second halves against Power 5 teams. Zero points, zero points, six points, three points, three points, six points, zero points, three points. That is a total of 21 points scored across eight second halves against Power 5 teams. That's quite bad. Mm. You know what, though? I think they just need more time. I think this is. I think this is now that we've taken the emotion out of it. Now that we've hit hit rock bottom, um, I think we can really start to build. That's what you have Holy to do. Shit! Who is twenty six on USC's roster? They're uh, talking about him right now. I just can't hear. Oh, that's Travis Die. Travis Die has the most amazing seventies uh, wrestling stash and hair congratulations on all your success that's all i just wanted to shout it out the 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 wild thing about auburn at this point is that they do not exhibit what i would i would consider like the typical symptoms of a failing of a team that's given up like auburn played pretty hard in this game and auburn does not like Auburn has some fundamentally broken elements, but they're most they seem to mostly be like personnel based, not necessarily like what people are doing. There's not like a sense of like, oh, they just don't fucking care. Or they're just like too angry and sloppy to win games. Like LSU was probably the sloppier team of the two on the night Weird. as a whole. But like, yeah, there's just like there's no love here at all. At all. And 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 like why should there be? Auburn spent the entire offseason telling their fans, don't love this man. He's not going to be here very long. Except he still is. At least as of this recording. I take great offense at them making up a scandal because Auburn has generated such quality organic scandals. Sure. There was no need to construct one. None. Yeah. But I had a very good time. And I will say, other than Georgia Mizzou, I am very aware of because everybody in the stadium was like <laughs> very much paying attention to what was happening in that game. Naturally, listen when you're flipping channels and you hear Georgia has yet to convert at third down, you stop. All every score I heard was was so st- like at some point somebody was like it's twenty two twelve and I just wanted to throw something because like stop it. No, it's not. But I guess it was not anymore though. Uh, listen. What you need to know about that game is this, that Mevis, Mizzou's kicker, mm-hmm. is a is a fucking Don. King among men, absolute glory in, in the garden of this earth's glories, a gigantic kicker 
who stroked it for 55. Mm -hmm. It would have been good from 65. I mean, it looked like he was at, it really did look like he was at top golf, right? Just like, hold on, casual 55 yarder, gone. Beautiful. Masu ultimately squandered all of his uh, positive efforts, by the way, in doing that because Mizzou can't have nice things. They can't have nice things. It's just not allowed. And ultimately, Georgia was going to stop fucking up because Georgia was there to make mistakes. They were there to botch handoffs. They were there to miss reads. I don't think I've seen Stetson Bennett hounded quite as much. You have to understand, Mizzou played genuinely possessed defense for much of this game. Frenzy. Hey man, if there's Nasty. if there's one thing Missouri is experienced in, it's threatening a mail carrier. <laughs> it might not work out great for them, but they're going to do it. But that won't stop them. No. Is that a, is that a government man? <laughs> also, shout out to Tom Hart, who has become... Uh, Don't shoot, I have porn. <laughs> you could just strap those VHS tapes around your body to block bullets, sir. <laughs> Shout out to Tom Hart, by the way, who has uh, has been for a minute, but deserves some recognition as the SEC Network's Joe Tess. Uh, only he mm-hmm. has never abandoned us for a golf show. Quitter. But Tom Hart keeps Tom Hart keeps getting these manic games, and he's great. I love him in these broadcasts because even when you can tell he is having a fucking blast, he is very very good at at keeping a a dry tone that just has a little bit of giggle to it. It's like a, you know, it's, it's, it's like a, a champagne that's not overly carbonated. There's just enough to tickle your nose. It's a, it's a good pairing. I really, I really like this combo of him and Jordan Rogers and Cole Kubelik. And I'm saying this cause we complain about broadcasters a lot, but Tom Hart is super underrated in a manic freak out game. Like we had tonight. Uh, live programming reminder. Yes. Arizona state USC are still playing for some reason, but more importantly, by a score of 38 to 24 in the big sky conference, the finest conference in the land. And yes, fan of this here full cast after dark production, uh, Montana state is winning 38, 24 over UC Davis, which you can watch on ESPNU. That's right. Did we just plug the big sky conference? because they listen to our show yes we do we're easily bought i need sponsors to remember that oh i'm sorry i'm gonna actually someone actually captured a photo of what the dude was wearing the dude who grabbed my arm and said fuck Stephen godfrey it really helps uh, i left out the part of the story where i explained what he was wearing but uh jesse toe who was there that night got in a picture of it i'm gonna retweet it right now so it should be at the top of your timelines momentarily um I neglected to mention that this gentleman who accosted us at the Vandy Yukon game was wearing a sleeveless Allen Iverson jersey and a backwards Dallas Cowboys hat. I'm like, yeah, I bet yeah. you don't like Godfrey. Um, um, he was perfectly lovely to me. So, you know. But Ryan, to sum it up, what happened in that game and how Georgia pulled it out was this. They started throwing the ball to the Giants that nobody could defend. They just started throwing it to their tight ends. That's it. Thank you. Thank you, Big Brontosaurus. Yes, that's it. Big Big Brontosaurus says, throw it to Big Brontosaurus. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Ryan, for catching (laughs) that alley-oop pass that Spencer just watched to go by. Why didn't they do that before? Why didn't they do those things before? Um, Because Stetson Bennett was getting the shit beat out of him. He really was. Stetson Bennett took a walloping. Um, Both of Georgia's lines took a walloping for much of this night. 
The other games that I know <clears throat> something about, because I was mostly driving today, because people in Tennessee cannot fucking drive to save their lives. Nope. No, they can't. Um, and they're real mean about it, too. I know that Kentucky just gacked the fuck out of that. The, the, an opportunity to at least tie the game and probably win the game against Ole Miss. So I'm aware that that happened, and I'm so annoyed on their on their behalf. It's the worst kind of it's the worst kind of loss because yes, there were parts that were not Kentucky's fault, completely out of their control. For instance, yeah, they missed a blatant targeting call on a Will Levis fumble. Then on the subsequent possession, driving for that potential game tying field goal and or go ahead TD, uh, Will Levis turns the ball over again. After after throwing a touchdown pass that got called back because he went too fast and didn't let all his receivers set. It, it seems I, like you have all the pertinent information you need yeah. about this game, honestly. Yeah. Listening on the radio is a very different emotional experience. I oh, and you had, you had the Kentucky broadcast team to listen yes, to, didn't you? How did that, that go? They were so sad because when he, when he fumbled oh, really? this, like, when he fumbled the first time, they were just sort of like, well, you know, now it's really going to take a miracle. Kentucky held and got the ball back, had a big run down to, like, what, the seven or something? And they were like, oh, my God. They, they were freaking out, rightfully so. And then they were like, and he's thrown a touchdown. And no, it's coming back. And then he fumbles. And rather than get, like, angry or sad, they're just like, and it's, oh, and it's all over. That's it. That's, I'm, 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 I'm dead now. <laughs> we're, we're, we're back to Kentucky all over again. It was. Um, mm-hmm. I say that with sadness because also, man, Will had no help. I mean, I, yeah. I, am, I am sure that everyone involved is trying their best. I'm not up here to drag Kentucky's uh, lines, but uh, can he live? No. Can he just have an unbothered moment, please? He may not live. Yeah, their their run game, which I thought it sort of figured itself out after the second half of the Florida game. No, that just turns out Florida was like sucking that night. Uh, turns out they haven't figured that out either. They don't really have that consistent a run game. They also weren't able to take control of the game when they needed to. Finally, they also missed two extra points. Two uh, blew a field goal attempt, 39-yarder. You know, should be good. It's a little Mm -hmm. iffy. Uh, Yeah. And then on on top of that, had the penalty that negated a touchdown. That was a little touchy. I'm just going to go ahead and say, that penalty was there. You didn't have to call that shit. <laughs> you didn't have to be a dick. Hey, listen. No, no. Like, I know like, I was speeding, but you didn't have to pull me over. This was a... Oh, like, like there are officiating crews that might have been like, yeah, it's iffy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I listened to more of Iowa-Michigan on the radio than I would care to uh, admit. Um, and it was... If I can, if I can, if I can think yeah. of a game that was suited for a non-visual medium... It would have been Iowa-Michigan. Um, this is where I learned that there is an official um, wealth management team of Michigan football, which just fucking tracks. Like, if – I also don't realize – Are they good? or You know, they didn't say. Yeah. They honestly didn't say either way. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it really – because I don't listen to that much re- football on the radio and because I haven't been to a game in a while – I forget that like there's a sponsor for fucking everything. The Alabama broadcast. I listened to a little bit of Alabama Arkansas. There, I swear to God, there was a sponsor for the first first down, every subsequent first down as a group. 
injury timeouts have their own sponsor. Like, if it, if it is a discrete subunit of a football game, like, I bet if you wanted to, you could call up Alabama and be like, I want to be the official sponsor of second and six. All other second, I can't afford the other second downs. I can't afford first, I can't afford any first downs, and I can't afford third and six. But I just want every second and six shut down full cast to be the official broadcast partner of Alabama second and six. And you could probably, they'd probably be like, yes, we can make that happen. Absolutely. It is, it is wild how much sponsorship you can stuff into. Well, in Michigan, radio. Michigan is also one of those schools. You especially hear this on the radio because mm-hmm. you don't have like any visual, like when you're in the stadium, you know, to there's this, uh, uh Tennessee's, uh, admonitions to, uh, put your, put your recyclables in the recycling bin sure have had a sponsor since time immemorial and it ends with you know it 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 ended at the time with you know john ward booming out in his big voice good sports always recycle (laughs) and that can kind of roll past you when you're in the stadium and you you've got like it's part of like the no there's a lot of noise happening already right right but that when that sense is when that sense is isolated in the radio Mm -hmm. i i can get how that would be disorienting also Michigan is one of those schools already, don't forget, that has the, that has fucking everything endowed, mm-hmm. that has, that has, you know, Harbaugh is like the, you know, Betty and Janet Vander Debbie, the <laughs> Michigan football head coach. Oh, the, the, the Vander Debbies, yeah, dope couple. The Nantucket killer they're, cousins. They're, they're, they're mm-hmm. lovely people. You know, this is when, this is when I get to remind everybody of what Alabama's visiting locker room is named. Oh, that's Did either right. of you recall? By it was named uh, after a gift from philanthropist and insurance and holdings uh, magnate James M. Fail, the name of the visitor's locker room at the University of Alabama, and I am not making this up, is the Fail Room. It didn't work. <laughs> it did not work. Um,. Yeah, other than that, I know I know Alabama pretty much kicked the shit out of Arkansas. I heard that Bryce Young is hurt. I don't know if that's true. I am really out of uh, sorts here today. He is, di- um, and it bothered Alabama not a fucking bit. Okay. I mean, it, it, nope. I mean, I'm sure they're very concerned for his welfare. That's not what I meant. I meant that it did not appear to have a significant uh, effect the upon the final score. Right. Right. Yes. Um, because there was a there was a hot minute in this game where they got it. Where Arkansas, after a uh, bad punt snap, went over the punter's head, got the game to uh, 28-23, I want to say. Ooh, five-point game in the third quarter. Uh, Arkansas scored 16 points in the third and got it kind of tight to zero to Alabama. Bryce Young's hurt. Ooh, what's going to happen? And then they gave the ball to Jameer Gibbs, and he ripped off a 76-yarder, and Jalen Milrow ripped off a 77-yarder. And then um, Jameer Gibbs had another long one. So they were like, oh, we can't pass. Shame. (laughs) Yeah, that'll happen. Yeah. Okay. Um, So if it's okay with you two, I would would mostly like to hear what I missed out on, and I would like to start, if it's all Mm -hmm. right, what the fuck happened to Oklahoma today? Oh, I, I have seen um, that score. All but... right, can can I take a lap for one moment as a as a Sunny Dykes enthusiast from the Louisiana Tech days? Please, can can I just take a victory lap and say that this was extremely funny? But but that's all. Oh, what happened? So, 
Um, Oklahoma's not very good. And um, that's interesting because this is still mostly Lincoln Riley's roster as the broadcasting team was tactfully pointing out. Um, I know that what you really want to hear, Ryan, however, is not about the game. I'm going to leave that for Spencer, who is a professional SEC honk. I will leave that for him to talk about this um, bedraggled entity that we are apparently accepting into our home conference in a couple of years. What I would like to talk about is the really good idea I came up with during the Oklahoma TCU game, which is that every year for the next, like for, for as long as they're paying uh, Gary Patterson's buyout, they should overnight replace his statue on campus with a new statue every like six weeks or so that's just half an inch shorter slowly whittling him down Mm -hmm. like same statue same proportions and everything just shrink it a tiny tiny bit and put it back in that you're a private school you have money you can do this and you know you want to what i can tell you about the game is this tcu got on that ass fast they scored Mm -hmm. 27 in the first um, Oklahoma, it, it's disturbing enough that TCU's offense was able to make this much hay all at once. They had Oklahoma 600, joke. they had over, they almost had 700 yards of offense. They had 668 yards of total offense. But that's like, you kind of expect that with a Sonny Dykes team. You go, okay, well, it'll be 56-55 uh, and you'll probably beat them. Right, Oklahoma but we talked couldn't. about this a while back as the value of watching these early season slaughterhouse games. Like, if you ever wanted to see a, uh, for lack of a better word, a clinic on what this offense is supposed to look like, well, here, Oklahoma played scout team today. It's very helpful. Yeah, they didn't even, uh, honestly, they didn't even have like, there, there isn't like five turnovers in this game for Oklahoma. No, there aren't they a just bunch like, of egregious this mistakes. was a. Um, and it was clear early that the thing about this one that was great was that uh, I, I appreciated the pace of play because by the time all the other noon games were at halftime, which is, a, you know, a, if you're a sicko like us, you know that that is a dreadful, boring point of the day because uh, most of the staggered games start later in the day. So you don't have anything to watch when the first. You don't even get games... to like watch Matt Liner do opera or something. Right, right, right. So, but. Yeah. When the when all the other games I was watching were at halftime, I clicked back over to TCU Oklahoma, and there were still like nine minutes and fifty seconds left in the second quarter. <laughs> and so I yeah. appreciate they threw themselves like they were the game was moving or the the pace of play was going so fast they were using up so little clock that I I got to watch them throughout the day whenever everything else was on commercial. I would just and also it was the game was never really in doubt because this blew up as you'll see from the box quarter pretty immediately in the first quarter. And so you could just kind of check in throughout the day and be like, oh, that's what they're doing. You could just turn it on for a few seconds and watch TCU touchdown and then flip back over. These right, Ryan Max Max Duggan had a sixty-seven yard touchdown run. Now Max Duggan is an athlete. Mm-hmm. He is he is faster than you think he is. He's faster than me. He's faster Dude, than all of us. He, yeah, he shouldn't. Uh, he could run the forty uh, twice in the time it would take me to finish. Um, and yet he's uh, he's not supposed to go sixty-seven yards through a defense. Right. TCU rushed. TCU rushed for three hundred and sixty-one yards. Like I three hundred two. You're getting a modern on, game. On, you can, on you how can many allow car- on how many carries. 
41. They Jesus they averaged Christ. they averaged they averaged almost nine yards. I would carry. Yeah, and I would actually encourage you to pull the, even when you um shit. I didn't. I Ryan, I pulled this for you because I knew you'd be interested. Yeah. They had some long ones, but even when you pull those out, it's still a it's like gross. five yard. It's like absolutely gross. I don't say this to be overreacting. I don't. But the numbers you're describing are very much like, oh, like when Brett Venables got fired as the DC at Oklahoma. Like, they're those kind of numbers. Why would you bring that um, up? <laughs> yeah, man. Right right now, by the way, 0-2 in conference, 3-2 overall. So, so I wait, heard... wait, 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 wait. So, what you're telling me is that mm-hmm. Oklahoma is two games behind Kansas in Big 12 conference standings. We tried to tell you all that... to rank Kansas teams last week, you shitbirds. That was just me yelling mm-hmm. at the Associated Press, except for Ralph Russo, who's lovely. That would be that would be game day host, the Kansas Jayhawks. Wait, did they announce because, it? Is it official? Yeah, it's 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 done. Y'all, hell yes. I, my favorite. Listen, yeah. one of, one of my one of my favorite, maybe the only UAB Kansas house divided fan I know. Uh, shout out to Jay, who I know is having a real big night, and. I know he's listening somewhere and I know he's real drunk. Shout out to my favorite work husband, Ray Ray, who has been a lifelong fan of both the Kansas Jayhawks and the Chicago Cubs. So good things don't happen to him a lot. The human brain is a mysterious computer. It really is. It really is. But buddy, I know you're going to have to apologize to everybody in the bar tomorrow, but it's going to be worth it. If, if you're not banned. You might be banned from no, the bar. No, no, he's, that he's not banned it. because he's got the, he's actually got this real good habit that I think um, that I think a lot of, of of dudes our age could stand to pick up is that he goes around at closing time and shakes the hand of everybody still in the bar and he's like, "I'm sorry for cursing. I'm sorry for cursing. Hmm. I'm sorry for like he, do, he does a he does a good game lap like after a, a pickup mm-hmm. soccer game mm-hmm. and he's like. I'm sorry for my words. You know, hey, I'm sorry for my actions tonight. Hey, and it's it's genuinely charming. Yeah. I would remind you also that uh, the final score of the Kansas-Iowa State game, okay? Matt Campbell's trending. That's I know weird. Kansas won because people told me Kansas is 5-0, and but I don't know anything beyond that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, we, didn't tell you, we didn't tell you what the score was. Okay. Because it is for Kansas, ah, we won a hard-fought low scoring defensive struggle just another another success for the upstart kansas jayhawks and for iowa state it is we scored 11 points i don't care what kind of football team you are even if you win if you score 11 you failed you failed like utterly failed sorry we need to jump back for one minute because indy eddie mac reminds me that there was also in the oklahoma tcu game a long convo over the broadcast about how venables had mellowed and didn't need a get back coach anymore and then like two minutes later the entire ou sideline got a warning (laughs) (laughs) is is that because everybody else has to run out now with him so you Mm -hmm. can't see it that way you can't tell yeah, I am. I am Spartacus. Oklahoma's a real funny place to try can arrest us all, but go ahead. I'm going to say this, by the way, that that um, how does this work? Was there any point today where it was Septem- the last day of September for Maryland? Because Maryland beat Michigan State, and this oh, is Mich- clearly I, September Maryland. I think the answer is uh, so. September Maryland beats good teams. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it's not September. 
So I think the only logical conclusion, and there's lots of evidence to back it up at this point, is that Michigan State is not a good team. I would like to quote a, who as far as I know is not a listener of ours, JJ one of one, uh, but his tweet circulated into my timeline today. And he says this, and it's one of those things where, you, you know, those, those GOP memes that accidentally make Joe Biden look cool, which shouldn't mm-hmm. be possible. Mm-hmm. Um, here we go. Listen, like, listen to this and pretend you don't know any of the circumstances surrounding Michigan State football. Mel Tucker really made $95 million by smoking cigars and calling rushing plays for Kenneth Walker III. I don't hate that. That sounds like a fantastic yeah, no, way to yeah. accumulate a fortune that I will pass down to my children and my children's children. If I had to pick way, if I had to like list my top five ways to make $95 million, that's up there. That sounds like a lot of fun. It is it is one of the ways that um, is least damaging to society. I would mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. Just say, hey Kenneth, hey Kenneth Walker, go that way. Hey Kenneth Walker, go that way. Wear yeah. shorts to work. Cigar chomp, chomp, chomp. This mm-hmm. is great. <laughs> I'm not mad at this at all. I saw someone today sort of archly suggest that perhaps those of us who follow these things had maybe gassed Mel up by getting really excited that he coached in shorts to my my response who's, being, if, if you, we man. did whose fucking fault is that i what like i care it what do you think i want every dude who coaches in shorts to get 70 million dollars yeah i do you're just to be clear you're to trying to insult us by saying we're too powerful yeah or, or oh. that we're cool that 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 we're just like yeah we're too cool so you Sorry. guys thought he was cool yeah he is pretty cool in my opinion <laughs> Yeah, like you're gonna take you're gonna take seventy mil from Michigan State and give them nothing in return. He's making cryptocurrency without being able to define the term. Mel Tucker is career goals all over the place. The dream, the dream. If you see me, it's like Spencer Hall signs deal with very stupid corporation for tremendous amounts of money. I want everybody listening to know. I know, I know what just happened. Congratulate me, okay? No one deserves that much money. No one. So you might as well go ahead and take it. Yeah, congratulations to getting that money. You, you Money stolen is twice as sweet as money earned. We all know this. Ryan, Ryan what else would you like us to enlighten us? Enlighten you on? So you told me Iowa, Iowa State scored 11. How many did Kansas score? More. 14. Uh, technically, that's more. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, uh, whatever, whatever you'd like to share, frankly, I'd love to hear about. Um, I would like to fast forward well, to... Well, Spencer, go ahead. Oh, no, 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 no. I think you're going the same place I'm going. Where are you going? Uh, I, I was going to go towards another coach uh, who is living the dream, who all, who had uh, a bit of a rough day that he doesn't care about because he's going to get paid no matter what happens. Okay. Uh, that would be Jimbo Fisher. Not where I was A&M. going at all. Please continue. Uh, okay. <laughs> Whatever. Just See, tell, me, tell me when it's my turn again flawless uh, wait Jimbo wait Fisher. hold on i want to know what holly was going to say and then oh. i want to know, then i want to choose i forget damn it no she um, i was going i was going to nc state clemson where there's uh he stored scored a lot of touchdowns so i don't remember which one but it was towards the end of the game where dj ran an absolute vintage david cutcliffe asshole route that I will let Spencer mm-hmm. describe in detail mm. momentarily. But actually, Spencer, go ahead and explain uh, explain the schematics of what happened because I just like calling it an asshole route. But some people don't yeah. know what that means. 
Yeah, asshole route, asshole Sorry. route, aka. Pat Cliff is the one who like calling it an asshole route, also because they run it and everybody watching it goes, "You fucking asshole." Yeah, asshole route, aka a more polite company. The jerk route is usually what you see it referred to as a print. It is a play and or route built entirely to make the person trying to defend it look like an asshole. And in this case, the jerk route was uh, there. I think at about the ten. So they're in the red zone and they roll out, play fake. Formation strength is to the right of DJ Uyangalele. The play fake is so convincing that off the read, the end crashes and Uyangalele chill as hell because I got to tell you, the defensive end is not too far he from him. Usually when you see somebody ambles. whiff badly, he ambles. Yeah, chill gets real cool with it so that the guy thinks he's handed it off and then turns up field button hooks to the left and waltzes in. I mean, struts. It looked like, Ryan, have you watched I Think You Should Leave? Yes. Okay. It would not be out of place in an I Think You Should Leave skit because <laughs> you can't you, you can't see his face through the helmet, but his posture is very much like it's all it borders on the sarcastic. It's almost like, I don't have the ball. I don't have the ball. If you were scoring this, if you were scoring this in a cartoon, it would be like bum, 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 bum. Bum, 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 bum. like sneaky music, not me. Touchdown. The it end, was, the end, oh God, the end is not Give, the end does not oh, give up on the play either, God. which is what makes it doubly insulting mm -hmm. because so he's bad. calling ass out of position, but not giving up no, on the play. He, I don't Uyang know who that was for there. NC State. That was a valiant attempt to make it up. It was. You got schemed into hell and you oh refused to accept it, even though ultimately you ended up in hell and allowed the touchdown. It was in was this late third or was this in the fourth? Uh, this was in the fourth. You okay. can clearly hear yeah, you, you can I mean, clearly there, are, hear. there aren't that many. You you can probably just go pick out which video it is. It's probably, I think, the last touchdown he or the last rushing touchdown he scored in the game. But you can hear him be like, you know, ain't nobody <laughs> here but us chickens. He's <laughs> It's like a Muppet sketch watching it unfold. It was like so a, it sounds like a Muppet baby sketch. <laughs> it was. Do you remember like the? Do you remember the nobody here but us chickens? Mm -hmm. It's that. In football form, the, de mm -hmm. the defensive, I don't the, have defensive the, end is, the defensive end is so clearly chasing him. Going, sir, we have a policy at this restaurant that you cannot hog all of the loaded nachos. And DJ <laughs> Oyangalele is clearly going like, "You made that up. That's not a real policy. <laughs> Did you tell him to say that? Like that's it was it was absolutely fantastic. Yes, thank you, Stats Boy Andy." has clipped it has the video ready for us oh thank, thank you. you yes uh check our check the full cast menchies at uh that's about 127 eastern time if you're it's, listening it's if you're so... listening to this tomorrow and you can i am i am now sitting next to a hotel air conditioning that is a roared to life like a fucking generator over here so. <laughs> audio continues apace um i'm glad something at auburn is functioning god it's a&m yes uh, I know the final score of this was oh, Ryan. 42 24. I'm going to tell you that we could have called this from the beginning. Okay, it was okay. funnier than that, but I'm going to tell you that we could have called this from the beginning because Jimbo wore the sad jacket. Please describe, please, because this is a, a, an audio medium, what is the sad jacket, Holly? So, do you remember the, uh, I mean, of course, the originator of the form was 
Gene Chizik. Yes. In the white shacket. Yes. The the white short sleeved windbreaker. Yes. Um, that that looks like it should be on a dentist jogging. Mm-hmm. So Jimbo was like, "What if that guy had an evil twin?" And he wore a formless black short sleeved jacket, and Adidas made it, so of course it looks stupid. <laughs> and he, it just, he was, it, it was like Little Shop of Horrors community theater level dentist wear. There, that's that's my contribution for this game. But yeah, this was way worse than the score looked. I'm, and also, I'm gonna make it is way worse. It was also at every point where things could have turned nicely for A and M. It's like they said, hey, do you want to win the Mississippi State game or do you want to win the Arkansas game? And Jimbo's like, Satan, I'm so glad you asked. Um, I need you to go ahead and we need to win that Arkansas game because fuck them forever. And he's like, okay, Jimbo, we got it. Um, you just got to pay for it with the Mississippi State game. And he's like, that's in the future and I'm rich. Fuck it. So they went ahead and they, they won the Arkansas matchup in Jerry World under insane circumstances with absolutely but nothing on the uh plate remember as we discussed last week it is jerry's fault that they lost that game due to the height of the nfl goalposts like we knew last week that there was something we we knew when this happened there was something weird about that win and now we know what it was jimbo cast in his chit and the bill came due today so i will give you in short excellent field position driving mississippi state uh, or A&M is the Aggies are at the Mississippi State uh, 18. Devin A-Chain busted uh, 12 yards. He's doing great, mm-hmm. and he fumbles. Mm-hmm. And then immediately, and so it's 0-0. They could have led. They could have scored first. And they fumble. And then Mississippi State goes 94 yards to score for the first time. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. 7-0. We're good. We're good. I said, I said this last year. I'm going to say it every year until he leaves because it's funny. As long as you have a quarterback named Will Rogers, even if you're on the right track, You'll get run over if you just sit there. So AM has some hope. They're down 14 nothing, right? In the then late what? Uh, I'm sorry. In the late I know I'm quarter. jumping on this, but this is the funniest fucking game that happened all day. And I'm including the right. TCU game. Because for once AM's offense is actually kind of doing some production mm-hmm. for the first time outside of Devin A Chain. Like they're actually, you know, Max Johnson's, you know, kind of uh, moving them a little bit. And they get down to the Mississippi State 15. And Johnson is sacked and he fumbles. <laughs> and they lose it. And they go to the half down 14-0. Oh, that's okay. That's cool. That's cool. We're, we're going to get back into this and uh, we're going to be fine. There's a full exactly. sideline happy jump, sad jump at this moment if you're into that. Uh, yeah. Which is weird yeah. because the last time we got one of those this good and this thorough was a Jimbo Florida State staff. Yeah. It, it really ends when to it. They, put in Haynes, they put in Haynes King. And naturally, Haynes King does what he does and uh, scrambles around and throws an interception. It's 35-17. Well, that's okay. We're going to get back into this. We'll just put Haynes back out there. He throws another pick this time for six, effectively ending the game with three and a half minutes left. Usually, the great irony is that Mississippi State, they're an air raid team. They yeah. cannot run the ball out. Yeah. They cannot run the clock yeah, out. Yeah, not this time. This was... This was a new and innovative way of Mississippi State by go- of, of gobbling clock. And the great news for... I enunciated it. And the great news for A&M is that right after this happened, guess what, A&M? You get the ball back. Isn't that swell? Isn't that neat? You can just keep giving us points. Yeah. See? A&M's offense turned around, scoring points for everyone in this game. Yeah. Absolutely hilarious. 
I am legally obligated to remind you. Uh-huh. Feels like we get to do this every week, but I'm legally obligated to remind you that at this point in Kevin Sumlin's career at Texas A&M, he was 37 and 16 at this exact same point. And he dressed like he loved himself. I mean, I Mostly, assume he still yes. does. He's not dead. Jimbo Fisher's record at a much more premium tier Patreon membership for the Texas A&M fan base, 37 and 16. Same record. <sighs> Inflation. I blame Joe Biden. Yeah, oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah, that's what we can do. Um, the only, I think the only uh, power conference we haven't really touched on is the Pac-12 Mostly because Half there's that not... conference is playing right now. Yes, part, part, part of partially that. Spencer, you watched uh, a lot of the UCLA Washington game earlier this week. Yes, I did. I did. I watched a good chunk of it, and I my can I give you my very analytical professional opinion as to what happened in that game. Please do. Um, UCLA got after that ass. <laughs> they got after that ass. From the jump. Uh-huh. You know, like, you, you just go, oh, this is a game that UCLA is going to blow. And, um, you know, nobody will show up. And, haha, the, the powder blue team with absolutely no spine will flop again. No! Yeah. That is not what happened, motherfucker. <laughs> you turned the wrong corner. You showed up in the wrong goddamn rec room. Uh, they beat ass. That's all they did all the all night. Michael Penix Jr. Um, in a somewhat soft schedule. Maybe, by the way, maybe beating Michigan State wasn't necessarily the yeah. best resume builder yeah. early on for what, Washington. What, why not? You know, it, it turns out <laughs> Mel Tucker's living the dream. Mm-hmm. He's definitely living the dream. Chomp, chomp, Spencer, that sounds like hater talk. There was a sequence in this game, by the way. Absolutely incredible sequence for Dorian Thompson Robinson, the uh, quarterback for UCLA, who, if you have not stayed up and or put off you know, more prestigious and or famous conferences to watch him play. There was a sequence in this game where Dorian Thompson Robinson just goes the hell off, vaults a guy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I saw, I saw the clip of that. It's very Teddy Bridgewater. It is very, Oh, all over the place. Like completely out oh, of sorry, control. Very Lamar Jackson. I'm mixing up global quarterbacks. Yes. Yeah. Um, it is it is wild. Uh, he he was all over the place, passing and running, pretty much like just a, a beast all night. Uh, also, their big receiver is named Jake Bobo. Like, Wait, Jake, we... is he a of the Bobo Bobos? I believe he is of the Bobo Bobos. Huh. Are we going to actually get like an interesting UCLA USC battle for? I know the South. It feels way too early to hope okay. for that, but God, it'd okay. be nice. I, I, I do think it's funny that like now it's happening now that the South, now that the Pac-12 doesn't have divisions anymore mm-hmm. and we can't even like, we just got to do it in this stupid way. Um, I have oh, only one more game to ask about and I'm going to ask Holly about it uh, because th- and then I'm pretty sure my phone's going to die, which is well, fine. All right. Let me find the score here. Okay. Uh, Illinois 34, Wisconsin 10. Let me find the score here. I experienced something disturbing during this game. Okay. That I should probably consult a medical professional to deal with. Okay. I'm worried. How would... We're, we're all friends here. Yeah. Um, Jason, oh, shoot, where are my manners? Uh, Jason, by the way, for those of you 
who are missing him and that's everybody including us jason uh, lost his voice uh cheering for the baseball man today he was he was just real excited baseball has uh, taken so much from us mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and from you mm-hmm. listener yeah so that's where jason you. is anyway i experienced feelings of real affection for a brett bielema offense today mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm not sure what to do, where to put those feelings, because I don't want them inside my body. You know how there's that trope about how, like, people start, people when they're young, they're very liberal, and as they get older, they get more conservative. And I think, like, broadly speaking, we have all learned that, that that's not necessarily true. Maybe, Holly, oh, no. this is this is where it's specifically true for you, that as you get older, you become more uh, amiable to the offensive stylings of Brett Bielema. I thought you said this was going to make me feel better. Nope. Sorry. Did I? Mm. How about this? If you go Mm. take, if you go take like, uh, let's call it 10 big steps, you will have outrushed Wisconsin today. Oh, that does make me feel better. Wisconsin is a famous tradition of running backs. Wisconsin, I I had a really chilling thought, right? The mm-hmm. kind that characters in fantasy novels have when they're like, oh, "The old ones are back," and it was this that Wisconsin may be bad again, like because oh, that's man. they to look. Be, to be they, clear, how far we, do you have to go back to again? Well, like, also, as we discussed in the preseason, they are uniquely well equipped to handle such an event if it did come to pass. I I think I think that may end up being wrong because yeah, pre nineteen ninety four bad. Ryan, uh, Ryan, make your make your case for this being wrong. So so I think I think I agree I agree with our initial premise that like Wisconsin has uh, well tempered to the strain and struggle of like, ah, we lost three games. We lost four games. We didn't beat our rival. We didn't win the division. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know what Wisconsin looks like. If it's like, Oh God, we've lost eight games. We're, we're getting, cause it's not just like, it's not just, we lost to Illinois and our former coach. It's, we got fucking pants by him. You didn't even need that much to stay competitive. You really didn't because it's not like you see a score like that and you go, well, the other team had like 400 or 500 yards of offense. No, they had like just over 300. Yeah, that might actually be the worst part. You're right. Or at least the most, the scariest part. Wisconsin couldn't muster like 250. They just sucked. It looked bad. They looked outmanned. They all looked, they all looked like they felt like Graham Mertz. And Graham Mertz is one of the guys who I just look at and go, I don't know if you're enjoying this. Like, the the good news, and I, I hope this is right, is that Wisconsin's next two games are at Northwestern and at Michigan State. And in theory... Those, those, two, those should be good for a, for a feel-good. If, the, if they're not, mm. that, is, that is where you can see this like turn extremely bad. Because if you can't yeah. win, if you can't win both of those games, what is this season for for you, Wisconsin? It's it's sunk. It's a sunk cost at this point, which you know is what you do when you fire a coach, anyway. Yeah. So not that this is related to a Wisconsin yeah, what that lifestyle choice or story, mm-hmm. but what you're basically saying is that Wisconsin, you've already had five beers. There's six 
in the total like six pack, right? Yeah, yeah. So basically, it doesn't count. And then you're yeah, but then you're only sort of drunk, and it's two a.m. and you have to work the next day, so you might as well open another six pack. And when you start that, you go We're five more, five more. Like might the, as well get where I'm going. Like I I understand some of it is you know limited sample size scheduling is not equal or this early in the season, et cetera, et cetera. The 0-2 teams in the Big Ten right now are Rutgers, Michigan State, and Wisconsin. That's it. Everybody oh. else has it, has one conference one at least. Shit, before I forget, Ryan Day and Greg Schiano kind of scrapped. Can I, and, over what? While their teams okay. were scrapping. What? So their team scrapped. Their team I'm sorry, scrapped I can't believe hold, hold on. For, I thought me, you would have heard about this by now. Let me, let, first of all, I, was this game, first, as an Ohio State fan who's zen in all things, um, right, I, right, abhor, right. I abhor violence mm-hmm. in all its forms. This right, game was right. not close, as far as I know, right? Um, no, and the incident where it happened, the score is pretty relevant in terms okay. of the saltiness involved. Ryan, mm-hmm. with nine minutes and 32 seconds left in the fourth quarter, okay. and with Ohio State leading 49-10 by a margin of 39 American Standard football <laughs> points, which are almost four- equal to great great British points at this point. It's a one point one eight conversion. Man, fuck the British. <laughs> Quit making me do that shit. <laughs> but the Queen made you go another three yards to get in the end zone. Man, fuck that. <laughs> anyway, since we play standard American unit football, by a score of forty nine to yeah. ten, Ohio State is leading Rutgers and with nine minutes and thirty two seconds left in that fourth quarter on fourth and two from the Ohio State 38-yard line. Ohio State, <clears throat> if I tell you they had the look they wanted, <laughs> does, that, does that phrase, does that phrase mean anything to you for a punter on fourth and two with a 39-point lead that the punter had the look that he wanted? Oh, man. You can't give the punter the look he wants. He's going to take it. Greg Schiano, you've read if you give a mouse a cookie, right? If you give a punter the look he wants, <laughs> he took gonna, it the fuck off. You're like, going to give up a fake. So the punter That's not why ass. they fought, but it should have been. It gets better. So he hauls ass, and he steps out of bounds. At the, It's wildly successful because he had the look he wanted, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very well coached. He hauls ass. And he steps out of bounds at what appears to be the Rutgers 36, 37, somewhere around there. That's not the big deal. The big deal is that the returner has flown all the way down the field from where he was waiting for the punt. And he comes over and lays an unholy ass whooping of a hit on the punter. Ryan... The punter is standing a good three feet in the white on the sideline when this hit arrives. In the middle of the Ohio State bench, which is fantastic that this guy for Rutgers was like, yeah, fuck it, I'm going to do it. <laughs> Let's start a fight. And immediately caroms into him in the middle of the entire Ohio State bench, and then things get chippy. The flags, by the way, excellent throw. There's like eight of them, and they all come in from all directions. From people who I don't even think are referees. Ryan's phone died, so now Spencer and I have to continue the space without Ryan and without Jason. That's okay. We're going to make this for the 1,414 people 
still listening. We're close to a perfect 1411. I'm really excited to watch the Ryan still listed as a speaker, which is very funny. Uh, I'm very excited to watch the listeners just plummet uh, as soon as Ryan leaves. Yeah. Um, other things. Other things that I think we should mention today before we hit hit the bricks, so to speak. Besides Ryan Day and Graciano making nice after this, by the way, but going after it, and I was like, man, you know, with Graciano, it's not so much that he could beat you in the fight. It's the bite afterwards and the bacterial infection you get from that bite that's really going to haunt you. Yeah, it's the fall that's going to... It's not the fall that's going to kill you. It's the landing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wanted to say uh, that Kent State, the official Spank Me Daddy team of the full cast after dark and the shutdown full cast, and we say that because every year Kent State signs up for the worst four weeks of human experience to start the season and then straightens things out nicely. Are, the theory is holding steady, by the way. Like, the first team, I think, in modern NCAA history to have a 240-yard rusher and a 240-yard receiver and a 31-24 victory over Ohio. So, yeah, the Spank Me Daddy Golden Flashes movement. Holding That's, steady. What are you doing with your other hand? Uh, fiddling. Okay. Definitely fiddling. Noises. Thank you. Noises. In, ad- in addition to that, um, do you have any other, anything else you wanted to mention before we took, what was, you know, like a relatively uneventful week five? Mostly I'm just glad that my team didn't play today because that means nothing bad happened. I don't want to think about what's happening next week. Yeah. Oh, yes. And one in four Northwestern is in first place in the Big Ten West. Mm-hmm. One and four Northwestern currently atop the Big Ten West standings. Pat Narduzzi lost to an interim coach today. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> Thank you, Josh Legg, for reminding us of this. The dudes is loose. I'm glad that we seem to be. Sorry, I'm doing that thing where I'm an editor, so I revise my sentences ten or twelve times while I'm talking, and I do it a lot more when I'm sleepy. And we did our first Twitter space at 11 a.m. And it is 1.45 a.m. the next day. But I was thinking about it because I was thinking about Kevin Sumlin and how up until the arrival of Kevin Sumlin, I thought of Texas A&M as the moon. It is the moon. Everyone in it is weird. Kevin Sumlin and the Good Bull Hunting blog arriving like within a fairly short time of one another really just changed my entire outlook on texas a&m and the surrounding culture because now it's like you know they're weirdos but there are weirdos and despite the fact that you know there are many parts of texas a&m as with most universities that i find abhorrent one of the things that is great about the rise in not official access to players but in player access to us is that if we want to talk about a team's personality, we don't just have to pin it on the coach anymore, right? We can, we know about, you know, thanks to shows like TOL, Monday nights at seven on the SEC network, we know about Will Levis eating a banana with with mayonnaise on it. You know, we know where, uh, uh, we, we know where players accidentally got scammed for fake shoes. We know whose mom was a professional wrestler back in the day. And 
I'm glad of that because we love Pitt on this program. We we adopted Pitt as our in, in kind of like a Lilo and Stitch situation. Pitt is Stitch, you know, a long, long time ago on this show. And I'm really glad that we have other things to like about Pitt football. Uh and and other other things we can cling to because I guess I'm just trying to examine the roots of how I feel this much affection for a a team that keeps thumping one of my most beloved rooting interests and b a team coached by like the boring brother of Bebop and Rocksteady. Yeah, the guy who the guy who said, "Hey, you know that really successful offense? Mm-hmm. Hell with that. Tired of that. Who likes scoring? Yeah, screw that. We're we're I'm hiring the mind behind." Boston College's 2020 offense. That's the guy I Somehow, want. Somehow, and you know, we all showed up this year, so I, I feel pretty safe saying it. Somehow, our pit affection remains intact, and that's definitely in spite of the coach and his coaching, not because of it. And I, I'm, I'm just glad that we have more than one peg to hang our affections on with every team. I do want to note um, a couple of other teams that we are at least affectionate or sympathetic with today who had very good days. Um, UConn, currently 2-1 and one in conference, by, by the way, and 2-4 and four overall. A 19-14 victor over Fresno State. Don't say we don't say anything nice about the sad Huskies because you went all emo on Fresno State and they came away much worse for it. Um, so congrats to them. Additionally, um, I would like to state for the record, that we are turning it around at North Texas. Um, it is difficult doing everything I do and coaching the North Texas Mean Green, but we've got it back to 500. We're three and three, uh, two and zero oh in conference in uh, in CUSA, and uh, we beat Florida Atlantic today, 45-28. So there's nothing a little bit of hard work and smooth jazz can't accomplish. I have a confession. Mm-hmm. I think I missed the episode where you were the coach of North Texas, and I have no idea where that came from. It's uh, it's from a full cast episode, the smooth jazz one. Yeah, I, I, I can't know. remember. I can't remember which one particularly. Okay. Um, oh, that uh, makes also, it worse because I'm pretty sure I was on that episode and I just wasn't listening. All right, I'm going back we've to done a lot of fuck, We've done a lot of we've done a lot of fucking. Episodes. Ryan knows the answer, but can't help. You know, Ryan. Oh, Ryan says I wasn't on that one. Okay, that is that does make me feel a little bit better. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, and in the Outlet Mall Bowl, uh, congratulations to Coastal Carolina champions over Georgia Southern in the Tanger Outlets Classic, um, 34-30 Coastal wins. By the way, that game features one of the most insane hurdles. Just like search Coastal Carolina hurdle on Twitter, and goddamn, you'll see it. It's absolutely fantastic. Who is buying um, all the Ann Taylor loft at the Tanger Outlets? Because I've seen how people who live around that mall dress. Where is all the Ann Taylor loft going? Sorry, um, I've been full on what is Brittany doing with her life mode at this point. Wait, one note on that, by the way. There is an Everyday Should Be Saturday shirt at Lane Bryant. That's Stephanie Lane, uh, who may listen to this later, brought to our attention. It's and, a tank top, and it sucks. Uh, it's a tank top. It's not a, a great tank top, but I will state it's this. It's terrible. They could not have tried less if they were trying to try as little as possible. Even granted that, I would never say anything bad about Lane Bryant. Lane Bryant's done too much for me personally for me to ever be mad at them. What do you mean, Spencer? Not going to elaborate on that. Good night, everybody. Good night.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.